Welcome back to Books, Broads, and Booze. This is your host, Jamie. And this is Monica. Yay! Hello, friends. And we are back with another crazy book called Evolution of Goddess, A Modern Girl's Guide to Activating Your Feminine Superpowers by Emma Milton. Milden. Yes. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a really good book. And I mostly would like to say this is a very aesthetically pleasing book. <laughs> it's got a really pretty cover. The pages um, have a nice feel to them. The artwork inside is really pretty. Very like, pretty illustrations. Yes. Yeah. So all in all, it is a very feminine and beautiful looking book, which I really liked. <clears throat> it's... Uh... Part self-help book, part mythology, and uh, just sort of new agey, getting to know yourself kind of book. Yeah, one of the things that I thought was important to note is this is definitely not a step-by-step how-to self-help book. It is very introspective. It's very intuitive. It utilizes correspondences. Um, there's hints of like witchiness without being an overtly pagan book. Um, but I think the one of the, I don't know if it would be a downside, it wasn't for me, but I think it does help if you're reading this book to have some new agey kind of spiritual knowledge because she just assumes that you know what she's talking about using words like holding space and, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the beginning of the, the book starts off with the uh, your evolution. And I really liked the Goddess Manifesto, which uh, was probably one of my favorite things about the whole book. So it's it's kind of long, but it's, it's sort of like saying, you're here, you're reading this for a purpose. And know that, you know, this is where you're supposed to be at. And I really liked how when she talks about the goddess, what she's really doing is, first of all, she's giving you permission to be powerful. That was a big part of the beginning part of the book was you have permission. You never needed it, but in case you feel like you did, you have it. And then the other main thing is about using that goddess energy to take inspired action. Um, she's really... That's one of the things a lot of the new agey books kind of fall short on is you have to take action if you want things to happen. You can't just be, you know, dreamy and hoping to manifest everything you want. You actually have to take some steps. <laughs> yeah. And then she gets into archetypes. Mm -hmm. And there's a quiz to figure out which archetype you are, for which kind of goddess you are. And Monica and I both took the quiz. And... What was there, six different archetypes? Yes, they're very elemental. So um, the elements are a big correspondence. So you've got earth, air, fire, and water, which she kind of renames as um, water, earth, air, and sun. And then she adds on the additional moon archetype, which is, um, I think it would kind of represent ether, which is also considered the fifth element. So it's definitely tried and true elements, but with her little twist on it, I think. Yeah. 
So you want to talk about your archetype? Yes. So I took mine and I was very overwhelmingly moon. And I also had a little bit of water, which actually worked out good for me because they are complementary. So I was super excited about that being consistent for once. <laughs> and what she does is she goes into each archetype and she tells you all about your, your style, how, what type of goddess you are. And it, it teaches you how you're best going to make an impact in the world. Like the moon and water is very intuitive and it's also very like emotional. So I'm not going to make a great impact on the world if I'm trying to have that fiery sun energy. You know, it's going to be against my nature. So it's, it's really helping you get to know who you are and what makes you tick so that you can make actions that work for you. Because I think we compare ourselves a lot as women. So if we look at some woman who's out there like leading marches and she has all these meetings planned and da da da, and you're gonna kind of compare yourself to her, but really she's being effective in her element and you would never be that effective in that element because it's against your nature. Right. And then I thought it was really great. So I'm super excited about this part, talking about it. So I'm going <laughs> to ramble a little bit. Because one of the ways my mind works is correspondences, right? So we use, I use things that represent other things that help me think and make connections, right? So a lot of people are really, you know, make fun of like crystals, for example. For me, crystals are a tool. If I want to relax and I have a lithium quartz in one hand and uh, amethyst in the other hand, does the lithium quartz and the amethyst cure me and help me relax? Maybe, maybe not. But what it does do is it helps my mind focus on those qualities, right? So it's like a bridge for me. So this whole section about, um, well, the moon specifically has all types of these correspondences that can help you get in touch with that moon energy. And the first part is all about goddesses of the moon. And I meant to bring it. I have a book at home that's all about the goddesses. It's so cool. Um, I checked it out from the library and I liked it so much I bought it. But she gives a little synopsis of all the goddesses that relate to moon energy. And then she goes into some other things which are really interesting. Like, um, so the keys to activating your moon energy. Um, for some examples are, um, for moon, it would be intuition, time, space, ritual, emotion, synchronicity. Um, and then she goes on to tell you, like, what elements are helpful to the moon, what um, chakras are activated with moon energy, which would be the throat and the third eye. So that's all about intuition and then expressing yourself. Um, yeah. She does this for all all of the elements. So yes. you get to take the test and then you can look up and read about each of your own elements. So I took the test and I had a lot of different elements for different questions, but overall I was very air. Which I guess. <laughs> <laughs> she guessed and she was right because like I like people and I like to talk and 
I feel empty when I'm alone too much and I need connection. So. Well, and air is also a very intellectual element as well. And I think that's why we make such a great combination because we, so as we talk, we each have our own view on the different things we talk about in the podcast to you from an more air perspective and me from a more moon perspective <laughs> <laughs> and then just um some qualities for the air goddess were shifts and movements witty positivity independence so yeah so that was that was really cool um and yeah the different moon phases she talks about for each element aromatherapy which i use aromatherapy for everything that's another thing like the crystals it helps me connect on days that I have headaches I'm going to use a lot of mint on days that I want to meditate I'm going to use some frankincense you know different things like that right and then at the end she talks about how each woman goes through the three phases of womanhood start off the maiden and then the mother, then the crone. And that's another part of the book that has that witchy element to it. But it's also just very cyclical and feminine and true to like the life of a woman when you get in touch with those different phases of your life. I am super happy to be a crone. <laughs> I'm like, I am so close to crones. So close. I'm like, I'm still a mother, but man, am I close. Oh, I totally am like owning my croneness. Maiden and mother were really hard. <laughs> but I, I do like that. Um, I feel like that energy of going into being a crone is all about wisdom and being able to share what you've learned and where those first two phases are more about learning kind of the hard way, I suppose. Right. Oh, and today's drink is uh, a classic that we love, the Dark and Stormy. So I got some locally distilled dark rum and I picked up some ginger beer from our local bottle shop with some lime juice super delicious oh this is so so good <laughs> <laughs> i love the ginger because it's got it's sort of spicy and it has like that tingly feeling in my mouth but it's also like really refreshing must be the lime and you can hardly taste that there's alcohol in it and i know that the that kind of rum is pretty potent <laughs> you get from the distillery i've had it before <laughs> so monica what did you like best about this book well, I think one of the things that I liked best is everybody likes to be represented in the books that they read. And I really feel like this book got in touch with how I try to live my life on a daily basis and what's important to me. Um, she really spoke to the importance of, you know, ritual and taking care of yourself but also being responsible and taking action and helping to take care of others the one of the main things that really made me like the book was she talks about this was super interesting she talks about time and the different ages that we're going through and we're entering into the age of Aquarius which before this was the age of Pisces which was very masculine Right. The age of Aquarius is supposed to be more feminine. But the way she says it is what I've always said. You can't just keep swinging that pendulum 
from really, really masculine and then go all the way back over to really, really feminine. And she discusses how masculine and feminine are not your genders. They're not male and female. That we all have to try and embody that masculinity and that femininity to have more of a balance. So not taking away the masculine energy, but really bringing that masculine energy up to its highest potential and not diminishing the femininity, but bringing that up to its highest potential. And only then will we be able to make any kind of progress in the world because up until now it's just been, oh, we're going to do it this way and we're going to be manly and hunt and take action and be overlords. And then, oh, we're going right. to do it this way and we're going to be feminine and <laughs> like nurturing and you know, it just hasn't worked out. We haven't been able to to make it work. So I thought that was one of the main most important points in the book. So I was searching for books to help deal with depression because I was really struggling right around Thanksgiving. And I found uh, a list of books and this was one of them. So I went to our library's catalog and ordered the book through the library system from another branch. And when it came in and I started listening to this, I was like, oh, this is going to be for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And also, I we didn't really mention this, but she does little little takeaway sections throughout the book where she talks about powerful women who embody that goddess energy and i know she does mention elizabeth gilbert a couple different times yes. so that's always one way to like win me over <laughs> <laughs> did you have a favorite goddess that you learned about well um you know actually my goddess that i love the most is hecate it's also pronounced hecate in different ways depending on where you're from um, and that's actually a goddess I've connected with probably since 2008, 2009. Um, I really like the energy of her. And what's interesting about her is she is a triple phase goddess. So she embodies all three maiden, mother, and crone. Oh. She's also the goddess of the crossroads, which I often feel like I'm at a crossroads having to make these big decisions. And she's also the goddess of witchcraft. <laughs> so, yeah, she's about one of my favorites. How about you? Did any stand out for you in particular? Okay, so uh, I started listening to another podcast that was talking about this goddess. And uh, it was in the this book. And I was like, oh, you know, when I get multiple times it pops up, I think that's just really interesting. Synchronicity. Yeah. So, uh, the Babylonian goddess Ishtar, who ruled love, fertility, war, and sex. So, I mean, like, she was multifaceted. <laughs> so, I love that. I'm like, war, sex, love, fertility. I'm like, yeah, let's just, like, bring on all that. So. Nice. Yeah. She was passionate as all hell. <laughs> <laughs> and was noted as being caring as she was spiteful. And I'm like, oh, that feels like me. <laughs> but see, what's really cool about these goddesses is all the different aspects they have to their personality. You can really relate to that as a human being. You know, you can be goddess of the hearth and home and also goddess of death, <laughs> you know? Right. We all have these different aspects of ourselves, and I think it's a really great way to do some introspection. It's a different way to do that self-work 
without it being too overtly logical. Was there anything that you felt was missing from the book, like you would have wanted more of? Um, I mean, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I would say the only, my only complaint that I had about it was at times, I think for most people, it seem, might seem a little ungrounded. Um, maybe not as like hard to take those everyday steps with what's in it. Um, but you know, I'm all about that kind of life. So it was <laughs> fine for me. <laughs> I, I enjoyed, uh, I listened to it and I've read it and I enjoyed listening to the different um, archetypes and, and what she had to say about it and the different modalities, the, the rituals. And mm -hmm. I thought those were really interesting. Uh, I was kind of hoping there would be more stories of the goddesses. Yes. So I was a little disappointed in that. Yeah, that makes total sense. I, yeah. And I think um, I think she maybe just tried to include too many. Maybe oh. that was the problem is that it just wasn't as specific for each of the goddesses because there were a lot mentioned. Right. I was, I was hoping it would be more of a cohesive story of different goddesses mm -hmm. in a, like a time frame too. And that was, that was not part of this, but. Well, one of the things that I'll mention real quick before we wrap up shortly is um the different aspects of each of the elements that way if you're listening you can kind of maybe think about which element you might belong to mm. so the moon goddess would be intuitive time space ritual emotion and synchronicity the water goddess would be more flow healing loving and peaceful the earth goddess would be more grounding, um, rejuvenation, reconnection, and solitude. The air goddess would be shifts and movements, witty, positivity, and independence. And then the sun goddess would be leadership, creativity, intensity, strength, and action. And I think you can really get the flavor of each of those personality types from those keywords. I think so too. Yeah. Thanks, Vaughn. I'm not sure. <laughs> Did you have a favorite quote from the book? Let's see. I didn't write down a specific quote, but what I think my favorite was in the introduction when she talks about you don't need permission, but you have it if you feel like you need it. And also, she talks about wanting to be liked and being a people pleaser, which is a, a common theme that comes up in books about being a powerful woman is that we have that tendency to, you know, what was it from the burnout book that it was called? Um, human giver syndrome. Human giver syndrome. Right. Yeah. So it was yep. kind of like a replay of that. And I felt like that was important to bring up that we can be powerful and still be feminine or embody feminine energy, I guess, because it's not really about male or female. It's more about that kind of 
energy. So right at the beginning of every chapter and every part, there's um, a quote, and I I love quotes. I could probably read a whole book of just quotes because <laughs> I I do like quotes. So there, I, I was just curious if you had a favorite one because there's just so many of them. I liked them. I well, liked them I just all. opened up the page to. Women may be the one group that grows more radical with age by Gloria Steinman. And you know, it's funny because I talked about being in the crone phase and I really feel like I am becoming a little bit more outspoken and, um, you know, a little bit more worried about myself and how I feel and expressing myself than I was at a younger age. So, uh, so mine was, uh, it's an anonymous one. But it's like when you've owned your own breath, Nobody can steal your peace. Ah, I, I like, like that one. Oh, I like that. It's yeah, very it's, zen. It is. And then um, she also has like all these breathing techniques in here. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we went over that or not. We didn't. She does have some yeah. exercises in the book also. I mean, there's really a lot to this book. Right. Uh, dream journaling. Uh, yeah. Aromatherapies. All kinds of stuff. Uh, different meditation that to... Uh, examine and consider yeah yeah and she so, tailors all of these modalities to your elemental type right so yeah and she said that it's common for you to have more than one archetype as well so yes. and for it to change yes. over the course of your life also right yeah. uh, which um i can't even think of what it's called right now oh yeah, the the other like personality types, the sixteen ones. Oh, the Myers Briggs. Yes, it's mm -hmm. like mine has changed mm. a couple of times. So now when I take it, I'm just like, I don't know. I, just, <laughs> I can't answer these questions. It's too hard. <laughs> Would you read another book by her? Um, you know what? Apparently, she's written the Soul Searcher's Handbook. You know, I would. Um. It would depend definitely on the book with it, the title being handbook. I'm not really good at doing the exercises in books. <laughs> I like to read them, but there are very few that I do actually in practice every day. So yeah, I would, I liked her style. Uh, I, I would give it a go. Mm -hmm. I've, she, she has like a, a sort of like a girl's group talk. Hmm. voice to her like you know it's just a group of girls and she's giving out information she does have a very like young energy i feel like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh the picture of her she looks you know not super young on mm -hmm. the back of the book so but yeah her i think her voice seemed yeah young yeah uh, oh let me look see if we have any other questions that i have for you okay Oh, okay. How original and unique did you think this book was? Oh, that's an excellent question. And I really feel like it was very original and unique. I have not read another book like it. Um, and I feel like it really, really speaks to just a section of women that are not as logical as most like I what I really liked about it is the book is like a a work of intuition is that's what it feels like to me it's not a 
follow these steps one through ten. It's more of a like she talks about the circular, the spiral path. And mm -hmm. I think the book really does feel like that. So would you recommend this book? Yes. I would rec well, there's a caveat to that because I would recommend the book, but I wouldn't recommend it to certain friends of mine who might not be open or receptive to it. Like, I think there's definitely a niche market for this type of book. I think if you're a lot more on the practical side, it might not speak to you as much. Okay. But that's just my opinion. I could be wrong. I think that's a very fair opinion. I think that's very fair to say. So, I think that was the end of our discussion, unless you have anything else you want to say. No, I didn't. It's really hard to be specific when talking about it because there is a lot of information packed into it. And so if it sounds intriguing, you'll just have to check it out. Yes, and I own a copy, so if any of my close friends would like to borrow it, just feel free to let me know. Same here. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next month. Bye.